Hello and welcome to another episode of the Book Baby Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saddam, and this is your home for conversations with authors, illustrators, editors, and other industry insiders from the world of self-publishing. Joining me today will be Susan Soares, author of What's Growing in Grandma's Garden, and we'll talk about the rather unexpected attention that her book has gotten recently. But first, Alexandra Alter, the New York Times, published an article recently about the fall publishing season we're entering. Traditionally, publishers have two important seasons, the spring and the fall, when their big-time releases come out. This past spring, many of them decided to push their biggest names to the fall, anticipating that the pandemic would be over by that time. Since that hasn't happened, some of them are being pushed further, some are being released regardless, but it's clear that no authors are safe. Even Pulitzer Prize winners are being bumped. At the same time, there has been a surge in book buying. Interest in political books, educational books, anti-racism and diversity books are leading to printing backlogs. Even CNN host Brian Stetler's book, a heavily anticipated new release, is out of stock on Amazon. Book Baby, however, is still here, printing on time and with over 600 new releases scheduled for the rest of the year. Our print shop is running safely with appropriate PPE, and we're excited to help many, many more writers become authors this fall. Next up, I'll be talking to Susan Source, author of What's Growing in Grandma's Garden. She's also the executive director of the CARE organization, and she chose Book Baby to release her book. Susan, thanks for joining me. Nice to be here. So you're the author of What's Growing in Grandma's Garden, and uh, I mean, the subtitle is a bit of a spoiler alert, uh, a book to help grownups have a conversation with, com- with children about cannabis. So what inspired you to write this book? Well, you know, I never, I never even thought about being an author, and uh, I'm a longtime cannabis activist, And so over the course of the last decade, I've been working on various legalization initiatives. And uh, the argument that always comes back to us is, what about the children? And, you know, D.A.R.E. did a lot to um, keep the drug war going. And, you know, the just say no was such a dumb thing to say. I mean, really? The kids are going to get asked if they want to try some drugs and they're going to just say no, you got to give them more than that, you know? So anyway, so, you know, people just, that was their argument. They didn't want the kids to be exposed to cannabis and it just finally got so bad. I mean, we had legalized it in California through Prop 64. It had been a year into legalization and people were staying, still saying, what about the children? So I said to myself, I'm going to have to write a book and make it a beautiful picture book and make it as mainstream as possible and uh, try and get it out there so that people could talk to their children because that's it. What about the children? I mean, what about guns in your house? What about alcohol in your house? What about pharmaceutical drugs in your house? You talk to your kids about it. What about sex? You talk to your kids. What about cannabis? You just talk to them, you know? So I just, I did it because it, it, we needed an answer to that question. So your organization, CARE, uh, you just named the, uh, I guess, the opposing program, the D.A.R.E. program. Uh, I assume that that name was intentional? <laughs> Absolutely. The name, I used their font for my logo and their uh, motto, just say no, 
but my no is K-N-O-W. Uh, so did you illustrate the book yourself? No, I, I went on Fiverr.com and I, um, I got like five or six different artists uh, to do a mock-up on the title page to see how we work together. And I found uh, uh, this guy, he's in Switzerland and he was just amazing. And thanks to him, you know, I spent a lot of money on the illustrations uh, because I felt like it was super important for a children's book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 he had done some uh, chil- tr- work on children's books before, so I relied on his expertise um, and, ju- and his creativity. Um, but I just, you know, he's the expert, so I just trusted him. And he, the first illustration that he, he sent to me the the I could the the grandma's nose looked like a big um, uh, water balloon and I was like what the heck is on her face and he said that's her nose and I was like okay man you know I'm gonna trust you and I've had a lot of people say that because the illustrations are the way they are that this can be an international book because the people don't look any one particular race. So Fiverr just connects kind of a, a freelance network of uh, illustrators? All kinds of artists, um, illustrators, copywriters. How long whips. of a process was it from start to finish to illustrate it's, it? It can be really fast uh, if you if you want it to be, just depending on who you want to do your work. Some, some of them are, you know, more in demand, so it'll take longer. But you can also uh, uh, incentivize them by paying more. You know, it took us, it, it took us about, there was 12, 10 spreads, which is two pages, which the, the, all of this stuff was so new to me. I didn't even know. That's one of the reasons I came to Book Baby was for some help on that stuff. Cause it's like, how do you even lay this thing out? You know? Well, that but was it my next us, question. Uh, how did you find Book Baby? I did a lot of research. I wanted to be realistic. Um, uh, I wanted to know what I was getting into. So I spent a year researching uh, the topic, interviewing parents, whether or not they were talking to their kids and what they were saying, um, you know, what to expect as a first time author, um, what to, you know, to, I contacted some publishers and, and uh, got, very many no thank yous because it was about children and cannabis. But yeah, I wanted to be realistic about it. And I I realized uh, when I got done with my research that it was going to cost me about 10 grand to get the book out there. And I would be lucky if I sold 200 books, if I did everything right as a first time self-published author. And I was, you know, that, that was fine. Uh, It was important that the book get out there. Uh, fortunately, it's doing better than that, um, but it, it's a lot of work. Uh, so you released the book in 2019, and I know you have more recent news that I'm looking forward to hearing about, but what was the initial reaction? Well, um, what is it? You have 90 days when you're on Amazon. You have the pre-sale, mm-hmm. 90 days to, to generate a lot of traffic. And I was fortunate because I had been a guest on the Woody show 
several times before. Um, the Woody Show is the number one morning drive show in LA and uh, like three or four other major markets. And they're on iHeartRadio. They've got like 15 million subscribers. So uh, I, I, was, I had been on the Woody Show about three or four times as the weed fairy. I would come <laughs> in and bring them bags full of weed after my <laughs> event. And so they loved me. And it's because of Woody. Uh, he's one of the reasons I wrote the book because one of the first, the first, my first appearance um, as the weed fairy, he said, how do you talk to your kids about cannabis? Because he had two little kids. And I was like, no, he asked me how I did it. How did you talk to your kids? And I had to confess that I hadn't. I didn't. I didn't talk to my kids because uh, when my kids were kids, that was before Prop 215. So it was definitely not legal. So I didn't talk to them. So that made me feel bad. So then I went on my search for uh, how, how were parents talking to their kids. And I found out that people, even people that were third generation cannabis growers, weren't talking to their kids about it. So I got to be on the Woody show. And um, with all of those listeners, Woody, you know, said, go to Amazon or wherever they were supposed to go to pre-order the book. And so we got a lot of uh, action right away. And so I think Amazon, the first order they placed was 225 books. Did you have any unique author events, meet and greet and bake? Or? <laughs> I need to do that. No, I haven't had time. I've got a, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, this book is just one of the projects. Um, I haven't had time. I need to do that. Now we have COVID, so... Um, yeah, I'm not, not going to sure. want to share a joint with you at this time. Not right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how do you connect with your audience then via social media? Do you, do you have to target to areas where it's legal or? Um, for the book, the book is, it, it's weird. It's, it's still in this gray area. Um, I can, we can sell it anywhere, right? I mean, the you would know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but when I first started uh, thinking about doing it, I tried to do some fundraisers like GoFundMe and they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me do a fundraiser because it had to do with cannabis and children. So what do you think the main message is that, that you want to send to parents through this book as to how to talk to their children? I, I want to normalize it. It's, it's, you know, that's why I did the, the spread of the parents drinking wine and then grandma way back in the back downwind from the kids, you know, smoking her joint. And I didn't put any uh, copy uh, about the joint. I wanted, it's pretty subtle. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted to do it in a way that uh, if the child noticed grandma was smoking, the child could ask, or if the parent felt like talking about it, they could, or they could just skip through it and it could be more of a benign thing you know i wanted to leave that in the hands of the the uh family you know just just starting the conversation so publishing is usually an industry with a really short attention span that there's build up to a book and then it's out and then suddenly it's old news uh but you didn't have that experience and almost a year later had a sudden spike in interest so can you tell me about that yeah i i woke up uh last was it last Monday morning? 
these weeks are going by so slow. Uh, and one of my friends said something about the Jimmy Fallon show. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, your book was on the Jimmy Fallon show. And he thought that I knew that I had arranged it or something. I saw the video and I was horrified because he's got this segment called Do Not Read. Do not read, do not read, do not read these books, these books. Uh, this next up is a children's book. Uh, I love kids' books, obviously, you know that, man. This one's called What's Growing in Grandma's Garden? And then if you zoom in, it says, uh, a book to help grown-ups have a conversation with children about cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's never too early to teach your kids about how grandma loves to get baked. Uh, there you go. Let's take a look inside. You got some, some people there eating, uh, kids playing under a tree, and then there's grandma just chilling by herself in front of a... In front of a, lo a, locked, a locked greenhouse. She's like Martha Stewart. <laughs> Do not read? Why is, this, why is my book in there? But um, so I was pretty upset the first day on social media. And, I, and then I talked to a bunch of people and everyone was like, no, this is a good thing. So did you get, did you, have you reached out to uh, the, the Fallon people, try to follow up on this? I have. I uh, reached out to the people that are in charge of that segment. I sent them the spoof. Um, a lot of people um, went on YouTube where it, the, the show uh, posted the video and, you know, said, shame on you, Jimmy Fallon. Cannabis is good. <laughs> There's all kinds of comments. So, you know, I'm crossing my fingers, hoping, um, <clears throat> hoping that uh, he'll, he'll let me be on the show. But he has, he has come out and said that he's not a pot person. Mm. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I don't know how he feels about it. Yeah, hopefully we can get the Weed Fairy National. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so are you working on any new books? Um, everybody keeps telling me that I need to do a follow-up, but I don't, I don't have that sense of urgency like I did that one. Uh, somebody said I should do a What's Cooking in Grandma's Kitchen <laughs> book, but we'll see. Well, if you do, are you going to publish with Book Baby again? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, there's no way I could, uh, you know, I'm so busy.